Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Um, today, I'm really excited because we're going to be joined by Claire, and Claire has been on an amazing journey, which she's going to share with us, um, and we're going to talk about clothes and fashion and also Claire's journey along the way, um, and I hope it will help inspire you. It will give you a little bit of confidence to do different things, so let me first of all say hello to Claire. Claire. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm good. Thank you. The sun is shining. It's beautiful where I am today. And I think it's due to hit um, quite nice heat, actually, later on. So I've got all my doors open, my windows open. Before, I think we have to close it all up for the winter, isn't it? It's quite nice, almost like that one last breathe of fresh air into our houses. Yes, yeah, and like, you know, the last bit of laundry on the line and all that kind of stuff. Oh my God, yeah. And do you know what, <laughs> saying that, I love having washing out on the line, you know, because it's a bit of a pain putting it out there, isn't it, and getting it back in. But mm. once it's done, it's, I think it's wonderful. And yeah, and it saves on the tumble dry bill, you know, so all, all good as well. Win. Yeah. Win win. Um, Claire, tell us a little bit about your journey because you've been doing the Cambridge diet one-to-one haven't you the one-to-one Cambridge weight plan that's right yeah yes I have tell us a little bit about where it started how you got on and and obviously I'd love to know about your kind of relationship with clothes along the way and where and we'll talk as we go through but I'd love to know kind of a bit about your wardrobe and and things like that so just just tell us a little bit about your journey to start with so uh the story starts uh last uh beginning of last summer lockdown um that we, you know, we were out playing in the garden and we were taking some photos and I looked at the photos back and I thought oh my days that is not a nice sight. Uh, I jumped on the scales. I was pretty horrified and I thought I need to do something about this. So um, I got in touch with a friend who'd been um, losing weight. I wanted to know how she was doing it. And she put me in touch um, with a consultant locally to me for the one-to-one diet by Cambridge Weight Plan. Okay. So a couple of days later, I chatted to Mel and off I go. And um, within, I don't know, so that was beginning of June and by the middle end of August I'd lost over four stone wow lockdown yeah. was tough wasn't it because it threw so many curveballs at so many different people but I think a lot of it as well as we were thrown into the unknown weren't we we were thrown into this kind of abyss that none of us had ever ever been involved in from you know first of all we all we've all moved a lot less because you know, if you look at our daily lifestyles, we were either 
always busy, weren't we? You know, if you're running yeah. around, you're, you're doing stuff, you, you very rarely spent that quantity of time in your home. So I think lockdown came as, um, you know, such a curveball to so many. It, it, it threw us in, in different kind of scenarios, didn't it? So that's a huge amount of, of weight loss that you went through. And did, did you feel along the way very comfortable with what you were doing and it was an easy process to follow and that type of thing? Absolutely, yeah. To be honest, I've tried um, other diets um, before and had some success with them. But do you know what? This worked for me so much better because it it was really easy. There's no kind of faffing with weighing stuff out or having to think about it. You know, it's, you know, essentially it's, it's meal replacement. So, you know, the products give you everything you need. And so after the first couple of days, I, I genuinely, I didn't feel hungry. It was easy. Food wasn't an option and therefore it wasn't an option. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's a bit yeah. like you, you compartmentalise it a little bit. Can you? So yeah. you can think, right, this is what I've got to do. It makes it easier, easy because the plan is easy to follow. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you kind of can't go too far wrong. And then, of course, you've got your personal cheerleader alongside you um, every step of the way as well. So that's, you know, it's great. And, you know, of course, I joined the one-to-one diet um, through the kind of lockdown element. So it was, you know, a different experience to previous. You know, it was much more yeah. virtual and doorstep deliveries and stuff. But it still worked and actually yeah it's um it's good and I think it's quite a good way to to go and um I think I mentioned to you the other day that you know um I was doing so well I became a consultant myself and actually I manage my clients generally on a virtual basis as well so you know we do lots of doorstep stuff or deliveries and yeah it just works um and it's because it's so easy yeah and and you know I think you you saying about the whole remote doorstep we've we've all learn how to do things so differently but actually a lot of us have learned how to save time you know we we went in if you think of even lockdown you know i'm as being a personal stylist my business was always face to face and suddenly when face to face couldn't happen you had to kind of think oh okay what am i going to do and that's when we created the online wardrobe and and again it's it's a platform where you can manage your whole of your wardrobe but it enables us to do that literally across the world now doesn't it even you know dictate to me in a specific country um so we can do that i'm interested so when you went through your process obviously as you went through your process and, and you said that you lost four stone your wardrobe must have become a little bit more difficult to wear because as as time went on I'm assuming and and don't let me tell you this but did things obviously start to not fit they they must have lost their shape their structure in in on your body shape so how did you cope with with that initially um I found a new found love for shopping in fact (laughs) yeah I remember one of the kind of um, moments for me. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I went through my wardrobe bit by bit and it was really nice to see that stuff that had previously been a bit snug was starting to actually fit a bit nicer. But then you kind of go through, oh, this is quite baggy now. And of course, I had gone from wanting to wear kind of dark, baggy, long clothes to cover all my lumps and bumps to suddenly going, oh, I've got this nice figure and I kind of want to show it off. So... (laughs) you know kind of started to 
by different, you know, more tight fitting things. And then I discovered that um, a different kind of neckline was um, was working or different colours and patterns. And um, one of the things I was most um, surprised at was, the, is it the Empress line? Just under yeah, the yeah. back. Yeah, and and, and um, yeah, I had some dresses like that. And previously they, I got asked if I was pregnant, mostly when I wore them. And I put them on, I thought, oh, that's, that actually looks nice. It's flattering. And so that was, yeah, that was quite, quite fun. And then I remember, so I'd gone from kind of a, I mean, if I'm being honest, it was kind of a, a I was a size 18, pushing 20. Um, and I remember going up to visit my dad and I went uh, shopping in the local Sainsbury's because I thought, well, you know, I need, need a few more bits. Yeah. And, um, and, but the problem is, is like, I didn't know what size I was. And in my head, I was still much bigger. Yes. So, yes. You know, and even down to my pants. My pants were no longer fitting me. Falling <laughs> <laughs> down. You know, and don't get me wrong, big pants are still comfy. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you still got other pair that fit. Yeah, I didn't need, you know, some that would fit me and the kids in. So, um, <laughs> so. I thought I don't know what size I need and of course you, there was no fitting rooms and stuff so I had to kind of buy buy items put them through the till and then kind of go into the toilets and try very glamorous you know um try them on because I was you know a hundred miles away from home and needed to know if I needed to take them back and and I remember picking up something in a size 12 to 14 thinking not a chance um and it fitted um, obviously, I put them on over my existing clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I cried <laughs> sitting on the toilet, the same thing, crying because it was. I, I'd resigned myself, you know. I, I put on on my weight after I had my children, and um, and I thought, oh, I'll never get, I'll never get done. I'd be happy with a sixteen or maybe a fourteen. I pushed, but the fact that it had a twelve on it, <gasps> my days. It was. Oh, it, yeah. You know what's so interesting? You you've picked up on so many different points there. It, it's really interesting. And I'm, I'm just going to go backwards a little bit. You said initially that um, you just wore big and baggy clothes because you wanted to cover up. Now, when, when we dress any kind of body shape, it's about what other people see. And, and I guarantee you now, 95% of ladies look in the mirror and they go, okay, I don't like that bit about me, or I don't like this bit about me. It's instinctive, right? We're all really self-critical. Then when you go and meet your friends, they'll say to you, oh, Claire, I love your hair. Claire, I love your shoes. And you'll be thinking, hang on a minute, why are you not looking at the bit that I don't think is, is very good on my body? And actually then that's what happens is then you cover it, right? But visually, when you, when someone else looks at you, when we dress a body shape, we create different focal points. So if you think about um, a body shape, if we think of a body shape as either a ball or, a, or um, a cube, right? So think for present when you wrap it. When you wrap a ball, you use, it's harder to wrap, isn't it? If you have a different, denser, stronger piece of wrapping paper. If you start to wrap it in, um, uh, a, a piece of wrapping paper that molds with the curves, you get that wonderful shape. If you just threw a piece of wrapping paper over the ball, what happens is you've just changed the whole shape of the ball. And that's exactly what happens when ladies just think, I'm just going to cover up. So actually when ladies just cover up, 
they create a visual appearance of a larger shape than they actually are. And that goes from anybody, whether they're a size six through to a size 36, it doesn't matter. When we dress a body shape, it's about creating focal points that other people draw their eye to. So it could be the shoulders, it could be the, um, the sleeves, it could be the leg style of the trouser. It's all about that. So it doesn't matter what body shape you are, you still must give it some structure. Just covering it does it no favours at all. And therefore, that's when people look in the mirror and go, hmm, I look... 10 times bigger than I thought I am. So that's why from a stylist point of view, it's so important to create the torso area of the body. So literally from under your arms down to your waist, we create that shape. It doesn't have to cling. It can still move through the tummy area. It can still have movement to it. But if we create structures through the torso, it's that visual appearance of a rectangle rather than a ball. So I wanted to just highlight that because like you said, then you then said, when I went into Sainsbury's and they have a great collection, by the way, um, they, you said I chose a different um, size and that type of thing. And interestingly, you said it was more fitting. So that goes then back to the whole thing. It doesn't, matter if you'd have even picked up a size 16 and 18 or a 20 if it had given you structure through your torso you would have absolutely looked incredibly different anyway right so that that's one tip i would love to give everybody the other thing that's really interesting you said about it made me feel that word feel is so important. And for anyone who has listened to my podcast and has, has seen me on my, you know, on Instagram, things like that, I'm a massive thing about feel. Your clothes, no matter where you get them from, whether you buy them from Primark or whether you buy them from Prada, they need to give you that wonderful feeling. Like you said, when you put that on, you thought, wow, I cried. The feeling of being, it was so emotional that you put it on, you know, and felt good in it. You know, ignore the size label on it, but that you oh, put it's just on. a pair of pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That you put it on and went, oh, wow, I feel good. So it's, you know, from a stylist point of view, it doesn't matter where you buy it from. It's how it makes a person feel. And it could be the right colour. It could be the right style. It could be just a necklace that, you know, I don't know, had sentimental value, but every time you put it on, it makes you feel good. That's how clothing should make you feel. And that, that's absolutely, you know, I'm a 100% person about doing that. Anything that makes you feel good. You know, sometimes it's, you know, ladies put on, because if you think about it, lots of people choose their clothes as a form of suit of armour. So we never go out stark naked, right? Because, oh, that would be too much. Right? <laughs> but we put, on, yeah, we put on a piece of clothing that makes us go, okay, I've covered my body. I feel a bit more confident. So if you think about nakedness against a piece of clothing you put on, you put on that clothing as a piece of armor. So it needs to make you feel fantastic. So then what did you do moving forward then? Because I'm assuming then... Obviously, as you've had your weight loss, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the majority of your wardrobe then was not the right shape and that type of thing. So how have you, 
worked going into the high street or the shopping centers. I know you're in lockdown, so I'm assuming you, you did some pieces online as well. But did it open up? Did you feel it opened up your world to like, wow, I can now go and look in different places? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yes, yeah, so start, start to, to look in different places, look at different styles, colours, all of that kind of stuff as well. But, you know, and you know, you get all these kind of nice little boutique shops that have like okay. small, medium and large. Um, and that's kind of it. Um, and the large, you know, is barely, you know, covers a leg a lot of the time. Um, I could start to shop in those places again. And, it, you know, <laughs> it's funny, actually, I'd... Um, I'd given my, I'd found some of my old clothes, a couple of really nice dresses I'd worn pre-children. And I had um, given them to my stepdaughter, who was, you know, young and slim and able to fit in those. And, um, but, you know, I looked and I thought, you know, I could fit back in those again now. And then, you know, she was having a clear out of her wardrobe and kind of didn't want some stuff. And, uh, and there I was able to go, oh, I'll have that, and I'll have that. <laughs> so, yeah, wearing clothes for my teenage stepdaughter as well. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you find it slightly difficult to go, well, I was, you know, this shape, and I was this size. Now I'm this shape. And like you said, it, it, when you went into Sainsbury's, you said, good old Sainsbury's, get, get a good old plug today, aren't they? Um, but you know when... <laughs> Good. Um, but you know, when you went in and you said, I didn't know what size I was, mm. how did you, how did you kind of work that out? But by just literally trial and error, did you think, okay, well, I'm going to try this size? Because obviously for, for the listeners, it, it's one of those common kind of queries, isn't it? Once you've changed body shape, whether you, you know, when you've lost some weight, you kind of think, oh, actually, I, I now I can embrace this new shape but how did you start to go okay well did you was it just trial and error of right I'm going to try a size 16 then I'm going to try a size 14 did did you kind of work that out through literally trial and error yeah uh, predominantly yeah trial yeah that was basically it you know and and of course I would automatically go and reach for the larger size and then go oh that's probably not going to work anymore and so yeah it yeah was literally a trial and error but um I remember one one of my friends also gave me a tip. I don't know whether this is one you've heard of or whether one you'd be interested in, but she said that it's always worked for her. And I have I tried it and it did work for me. And the waist, if you've yeah. got like a pair of jeans and you you look like completely mental in a shop doing this, but if you if you get them and you put them around your waist and then you know so they're double banded over and then I put them around your neck and then they kind of, as the waist joins. If it's kind of comfortable around your neck, it will be comfortable around your waist. And I don't know if you've heard of that one, but anyway. I actually haven't, but I might go and try that later on to see if that relates. And then I can go, I learnt this tip today from Claire. Um, (laughs) And it's true, isn't it? Because it's, there are some amazing shops in the high street. There's some amazing shops um, online and online retailers. Was there one retailer that you had always avoided and thought, no, to, and did you kind of, I, I'm going to say, did you put your brave pants on? And then I suddenly thought, well, let's make sure they fitted. But, you know, it's like, did you kind of think, well, I've never, I used to avoid that one. But actually, I'm, I'm going to go and have a look because you had that inner confidence to go, because I can. 
I guess. Um, the one that's, if, if you like, there's one that springs to mind in that um, pre-children and pre-weight gain, yeah. I might have been in, gone into New Look and okay. picked up some stuff. But as I got larger, I often found that New Look clothes would not fit me. Uh, even in the larger sizes and um, they wouldn't fit me you know my shape my size or, or what have you and so I would never go into new look I'd just walk past and and you know look for the the kind of the places I knew that would do things that would fit me or that were stretchy enough um, and yeah. look for the elasticated waists and all that kind of dumps but yes yeah, so I was able to kind of go back into new look and go actually I could fit back in these clothes now and um it's yeah. a of confidence, isn't it? It's that it's that inner confidence of going, I can. And and you know what? The a lot I always say to everybody, you'll never buy the whole of your wardrobe in one retailer, ever. Because you, you just won't, because you'll have an eclectic look to your wardrobe that creates these amazing outfits using you know different brands. But what's really interesting is every you'll always find something in each retailer so you'll never buy your whole wardrobe from one you'll cherry pick but also and and people when i make this comment they're probably hopefully going to be nodding as they're listening every retailer's sizes are different so whether um. you size you're and you're nodding there and laughing too whether you're a size 10 12 or 14 or 16 i guarantee you they're not uniformed across the board. So, you know, people like Zara, Mango, um, some of H&M, some of New Look, they get some of River Island, they cut quite narrow, right? So predominantly, it, it's about, I always say to people, use the size as a guide. Use the size label as a guide. Do not get fixated on that guide because everywhere's different. So I know for a fact, if I shop in, in I don't know, if I have to shop in somewhere like Stradivarius, um, I have to go up a size. I have to, because they just cut too narrow. But then you can take into account the style of the garment. So this season, there's lots of oversized shirts, right? So I had a client the other day who is a size 16 um, and we were shopping and I, I wanted to show her this to demonstrate exactly what we're talking about. Beautiful lilac shirt in one of the retailers. I gave her the size 16, huge, absolutely massive. Dropped it to the 14, still the same. Didn't have any structure to it, didn't have any shape. Dropped it to the 12, still the same. Dropped it to the 10, still the same. Gave her the eight, perfect. And she was wow. like, wow. And I said, this is where in a lot of the cases you have to ignore that size label, go for the shape of the garment. Because if like this season, I said to you, oversized shirts, they're ginormous. I, you, you know, you, they, you're going to need to drop at least two or three sizes. Such a um, garment, such as the batwing knitwear or batwing tops, you've got to drop a size because the batwing creates so much material from the sleeve through the, um, through the waist. If you go too big, you're just going to create masses and masses of material. Whereas actually what we're trying to do is still define the body shape. So it's so interesting how perception, and I, and I know I've got clients who have cut their size labels out because they don't want to look at the size label, but they know that actually 
going up a size or going down a size creates what we call the perfect fit. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. It's creating the perfect fit for you and working that out. And also saying in some cases, certain garments will not necessarily be your friend because they're going to be harder to find or that you find them more comfortable, but it's not getting het up about it thinking, I need this, I need this. Actually, wear what you feel comfortable in, wear what you enjoy. Um, is there a garment now that you absolutely love wearing that you might not have necessarily gravitated to before? Um, I'm conscious I've started wearing a lot more dresses so I'm much more kind of yeah and and more fitted kind of dresses as well I've got yeah so that's yeah, very because the, the dress is the unsung hero right because all you need is underwear um, shoes and you're done and that's what's so easy about a dress you could try a jumpsuit as well you know because a jumpsuit again can create exactly the same shape. The yeah, because I used to avoid those because they would cling to my belly and yeah. kind of my problem area. And yeah, that's interesting. I should yeah. try that. If you think of the dress shape that you've got, so a dress that is more fitted through the torso, but actually has movement through the middle, right? So think of a dress shape, but all you're going to do is transpose that into wide legs. It's perfect. It's another mm -hmm. style that you can use. Um, so yeah, so, so what would you say moving forward now, did, does your wardrobe look different to what it used to, would you say? Did you keep, did you keep garments in there just in case, or did you go, no, do you know what? I'm, I'm moving things through because that's not what I want to look at anymore. Where, where did you sit now? Where do you sit now with your wardrobe? Uh, I mean, I got rid of about four big boxes and four big black bags of clothes yeah. Yeah. just because um, they were just too big. They weren't doing me any favours. Yeah. Um, I did keep uh, some because actually when I went through my wardrobe and put them on, it was like, actually, this looks a lot better now. I will, you know, I will tuck that in with a belt and, um, and it's going to look, you know, really nice. So yeah, I kept a few things, but most of my wardrobe has ended up, yeah, being completely revamped. But I think I was going to as well that I'd um I was getting married, well, eventually last year with several kind of attempts later, but I'd bought um I'd already bought my wedding dress. Um and it's interesting to say about the sizes because I mean I can't tell you what size that was off the top of my head, but it was a much larger size than even I was then, but because it was fitted around the torso yeah. and it was had a fish tail um on it, even even at my larger size, it still felt like it's really nice I kind of felt a bit Jessica Rabbit in it you know and um and yeah I mean of course that had to be taken in quite significantly <laughs> and, but it's um it is it's really interesting first of all I'm gonna say I do apologize for my dog because <laughs> joys of working from home right and my dog has managed to do cameo appearances on probably every podcast that I've I've recorded recently because as soon as someone comes to the door he barks and although I have all my doors shut like we do just in case um I have got a wonderful beautiful three-year-old Rottweiler but as soon as somebody knocks on my front door he lets people know he's here so you know when people must think oh god there's the dog again but the joys of working from home and recording your podcast podcast from here um 
same with me mine sings to the doorbell so yeah if anyone comes you'll hear Hello. yeah yeah yeah. and isn't it always the, but you couldn't odds it could you that's what's really interesting it's silent i live in the middle of nowhere seriously so i very rarely see anyone throughout the day and it's always the way when somebody records my podcast. So I do apologise for that. And I apologise to the listeners, but you're used to him by now because he does it every time. Um, did you feel, so going back to your wedding dress, did you feel when you had it taken in, did you feel absolutely sensational on the day? Go back to that word feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, amazing. And even though we had to put it on in a hurry because we were all running late, but you know that's another story. Um, yeah, and and uh, yeah, just incredible. I felt ex- well exactly like I should do on my wedding day. Yeah, and then do you know what? It, 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 I think it's kind of a lovely way to to end our chat today because it it goes back to feel. It goes back to how clothes make you feel, and and do you know what it is? It's about that wonderful confidence they give you it's the wonderful positive mindset that when you put the right piece of clothing on and and that type of thing it's it's absolutely how I love to work with my clients it's it's all about how it makes you feel um I just want to just go back to also you said because when you had been part of the um one-to-one Cambridge weight plan you found it so successful and you found the support that you had. What did you call the lady that was your support? The, the cheerleader? Personal cheerleader, yeah. Oh, the so. personal cheerleader. Yeah. Um, but you said that you, you kind of, you went on to be a consultant yourself. Yes, absolutely. Yep, that's right. So I did my training and accreditation at the end of July signed up my first clients and I haven't looked back since and it's interesting you know you're talking about the the clothes and their kind of you know how they make how they look and how they make you feel because actually my my business name in the one-to-one is look good feel good one-to-one so yeah and I've got you know my little logos and all that kind of stuff because actually that's true isn't it look good feel good listen Um, it's it's massive and then you know that whole look good feel good it that that word to me feel is so important because and you know that's where we go back to the whole thing about it doesn't matter whether you wear Primark or Prada seriously it's how it makes you feel so if 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 the listeners that have been listening are thinking well do you know what I'd like to know a little bit more and I'd like to have a chat with Claire about the um, the kind of program and all that type of thing. Claire, how can they get hold of you? Um, they can get hold of me on my Facebook page. So that's at Look Good Feel Good One Two One Numeric Digits. Um, they can look me up on the One Two One by Cambridge website. Find a consultant, Claire Parker. Um, Where are you based? Claire? Sorry. Where are you based? Uh, I'm down in Devon. Oh, lovely part of the world. Yeah, not as sunny as where you are today, but overcast today. Oh, no, but it is a beautiful part of the world, definitely. But like you said, it's all remote. You can work with anyone anywhere, can't you? Absolutely, yeah. I've had clients uh, across the UK, so, um, you know, I can... I pop, pop them in the post and all that kind of jazz. So, yeah, I've had people up in Leicester and and beyond. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Virtual consultations and send the stuff up through. It's all good. Oh, super. Listen, it's been wonderful talking to you. I could actually talk to you, like all my guests, forever. <laughs> but you know when you kind of go, 
No, you didn't need to stop now, Lisa. Um, but thank you so much for taking, you know, taking the time to come and chat to me. Thank you for being open with your story because it, it's wonderful for people to see how the plans work for them, how you, you took it on, how you embraced it, and, and how, obviously, from, from my point of view, your wardrobe and whatever has kind of adapted to it as well, and how you removed things out, and you've managed to go into different shops and all that type of thing. Um, it has been a complete pleasure working with you, uh, you know, listening to you today and chatting with you today. Um, anybody, again, if you want to um, touch base with Claire. She's given you all the details. Um, thank you to everybody who's listening. Again, I apologise for my wonderful dog, George, doing his cameo appearance again today. Um, but thank you to everyone for listening and we will see you all again soon. Thanks, Claire. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye-bye.